baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All stations, this is uh, Mission Director on IM1. We're evaluating uh, how we can refine that signal and uh, dial in the pointing for our dishes. What we can confirm, without a doubt, is our equipment is on the surface of the moon, and we are transmitting. So congratulations, IM team. We'll see how much more we can get from that. One small step for man, huh? One giant leap for Odysseus. Yeah, it's on the moon, and it was unmanned, and it is historic that it happened yesterday. Um, For the first time in 50 years, we have landed something on the moon. Apollo 17 was the last time we went there, back in December of 1972. See, I didn't realize that it had been over 50 years since we landed anything. I thought it was just over 50 years since we had put people on the moon. I thought certainly we had thrown a few things up there. We've sent a lot of things out into space, a lot of probes. and I know. We went to Mars. We sent, you know, a camera to Mars, probes to Mars. I just, in my head, I assumed we had we had launched a thing or two that landed on the moon since the Apollo missions, but we haven't. That blows my mind. And it's the first time that a private company, and this is Houston-based uh, Intuitive Machines, Mm-hmm. Uh, finds its way to the moon. So it, I, I mean, it's, I think anything with space and as a child, I was very much interested in this, in space shuttles, in all of that. And I even remember when, you know, when the Challenger exploded, I was in third grade, I believe. Yeah. I think it was in third grade. And that, that hit me kind of hard. You know, you're, you're young, you don't really understand what's going on. And, um, everybody was following that one because they put the teacher on board. And so it just felt very close to home in a way. So I was always really interested in the in the space program. But I'm like you. It just seemed like there would have been something in the last 50 years to go there. Yeah. No. And so I don't remember the Challenger explosion at all. I mean, I was three, so I don't remember it happening. I think my first real news the first real newsy event that I remember was the Gulf War. I was in kindergarten going into first grade, and I remember that. Um, But as far as going back to space, I don't remember the Challenger. I do remember the Columbia. And I was 19 at the time. Maybe I just turned 20. But that one really upset me like that one was very moving to me in that way like you said with the challenger the way it really rocked the nation um the columbia was just uh, i i don't know i mean obviously death is is always tragic but yeah just it's easy to take for granted that oh yeah we can go up into space we can launch something to the moon and it's not a guarantee at all. It's still very, very risky. 
No, it, it totally is. But I think there's a lot of value in it if you believe in the idea of at some point in human history. And it's going to be so, I mean, we're talking probably hundreds of years before it would ever actually happen, where we have to colonize, where we ha- where we have to find a way to live somewhere else. Like you interstellar? Know. Yeah, I, and I don't think that's totally out of the realm of possibility. Mars would be difficult, but, um, you know, the moon being close like it is, I guess I could figure something out, and that's the whole purpose of doing something. I mean, I guess, but we can't even live in Greenland, really, or Antarctica. You know, we're struggling here. Well, that's why I say it would be... You know, we'd have to be so technologically advanced, so yeah. far past where we are right now, that I'm maybe glad. that's a, a reality. I'm glad that's not my lifetime. Yeah, you don't want that. You should watch the show The Expanse. I don't think you would like it, but you should mm-hmm. watch it anyway, because it's it's about that. It's several hundred years, maybe thousands, I'm not exactly sure, where we have colonized the moon, we've colonized Mars, and people who live in on different, uh, you know, those places, they they look at each other in the same mm-hmm. way that people from different parts of this country look at one another. It's really interesting, just kind of uh, the politics of it. Yeah. That it would expand, like, all oh, those people live on the moon. They're weirdos. We hate the Martians now. But they're all humans. It's just a, it's, it's, it's really interesting to think of it like that. Yeah, like New York, the way New York views Missouri, probably, or something like that. Or the way Missouri uh, sees Chicago. Yeah, that's true. This that reminds me of something that I did read though. It was a, a conglomeration, this collection of the best worst reviews for national parks and because we were talking about living on the moon um there were some funny reviews on Yelp and on Google reviews for Death Valley. So, for instance, Andy Hobbs 5 years ago on Google reviews wrote of Death Valley a giant litter box, not a fan of finding nothing in the middle of nowhere. It's like visiting a giant litter box. Another guy, Asher Allen, wrote of Death Valley. Such a long, lonely drive. And when you get there, it looks as dead as the surface of the moon. But hey, you come all that way to say you stood under sea level. Woohoo. And it's just like this whole list of national parks. Here's one I think you'll like. The Grand Canyon. It's too big. No plants, no life. It's like a picture of death. Also, my wife decided to divorce me while we were there. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's this collaboration. Any, what's the, uh, the Gateway Arch is a national park. Oh, it is. National um, monument. Do they have any for, for the Gateway Arch? Um, here's one. For Joshua Tree, it's just a pile of rocks scattered around the dirt with random scraggly cactuses in the way of scenery. (laughs) (laughs) Um, White Sands National Park. Too much sand. It was too sandy. And they gave me a ticket for going 30 miles per hour in a 10 mile per hour zone. Pathetic. This is a negative 10 out of 10. Never going back. They should have made a water park out of this. Did it anyway? Did it St. the the St. Louis the Arch Grounds? Um, uh-huh. Did it not get a, a? There was some list. I, I you know what? We're playing this game of uh, didn't this happen? But I I swear there was some sort of ranking of the national parks and the Arch Grounds was prominently featured in it. Well, I, we, I mean, we are this. a national park. Yeah, it's not the the Gateway Arch is not what you picture when you think of a national park because most people, I think 
think of uh, like Yosemite or Yellowstone or Rocky Mountain National Park, Acadia. But yeah, the, the it's a city park. It's a national yeah. park in a city, which is unusual. And by the way, going back to the moon, this this mm-hmm. lunar landing that we just had, there is, and we got a text message to 314-436-7900 that reminds us there is a, a person who was working on mission control who is mm-hmm. from St. Louis named Matthew Klosterman, and he is a propulsion engineer there with, uh, oh, intuit- nice. with intuitive machines. So we should find uh, we should find Matt. We should get well, Matt there, Klosterman on. There was also the astronaut that went up to the international International Space Station, I believe. The when the two guys were sent up in the pod. Uh, I don't remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amy, that, that guy was from St. Louis. What? Don't you think that you are now? It, it's time for you to buy some new shoes, don't you think? Okay, this is. This is upsetting. I'm just going to set it up here and you've got the audio. Yeah. This is actually Fox News. Actually Fox News. What was the the gold high top sneakers that Donald Trump debuted? Yeah, at a sneaker te- convention um mm-hmm. a few days ago. Yep, pretty ridiculous these gold uh, high top sneakers. 3.99 you can buy them for 3.99. This is an actual Fox News segment here. Because even the sneaker thing, I was on social media last night. Very interesting. As you see black support eroding from Joe Biden, this is connecting with black America because they love sneakers. They're into sneakers. They love the, you know, this is a big deal, certainly in, in the inner city. So when you have Trump roll out his sneaker line, they're like, wait a minute, this is cool. He's reaching them on a level that defies and is above politics. The culture always trumps politics. And Trump understands culture like no politician I've ever seen. Question for you on that point, though. Will the people that are excited about the sneakers and excited about Donald Trump, will that translate into them going out and voting for Donald Trump? Anybody willing to put 400 bucks down for a pair of sneakers? Yeah, I think that's commitment and love. I watched that twice, Ranj, because I thought this can't be real. They could not have aired that. They could not have aired it and taken it as analysis without pushing back and saying, wow. So his, his that seems his premise is black people are going to vote for Donald Trump because they love shoes. That's what he just said. That's it's so I, I mean, that's, ignorant, uh, dude, and dude. uncomfortably Ugh. ignorant. And oh, I, I'm That's, struggling to find words here I, because it's. But uh, no, I'll tell you what the words are. There are there are people who believe what he just said. He's that guy is not alone, and there there are a lot of people that were listening to that segment. I guarantee you, as it was happening live, thinking, "Oh yeah, that's a really good point. That's a good point." And what a really weird, twisted place for your head to be. To say yeah. that or to think, I mean, to think it first of all, but then to say it out loud on, on television where you, when you know a lot of people are watching. I think to, that's like. It, it's, I, I want to say it's unbelievable, but it's really not because there are people like that. Yeah, and I think it is more and more widespread among the 
the Republican Party again. And I think that's why I get so frustrated because I'm watching a segment like that and thinking, oh, my gosh, is he speaking to the majority of Republican voters? I would certainly hope not. I would hope that he is derided for that type of commentary. And then at the same time, then I go over to some of the Democratic side. And honestly, too, that there have been some bad moments from Democrats as well. I think uh, talking to Black voters as if they're a monolith, right? Like, oh, this is how Black voters think. That's that that's dehumanizing. Every individual voter is a voter, and there are certain things that you can value in a community, but sure. you're still making individual decisions. And I think Democrats will play into that group think as well in, in a in an offensive way. But this was just I, I saw this and, and I could not believe that it passed as commentary when it's really just ignorance. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 